born to die He might give eternal life That I might live Then rose again Welcome to Yankee Arnold Ministries. Dr. Arnold will be with you in just a moment, but first, we want you to know how much we appreciate your prayers and financial support. You may help this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Again, that's 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Feel free to send Dr. Arnold your questions or comments to yankee at yankeearnold.com, and he will respond as quickly as possible. Now, here is Dr. Arnold with today's message. For Jesus saved my soul that night. Now, get this. If we do not restore to America the principles of our republic, we are going to fight a civil war. It will not be that our enemy has taken it from us, but that we gave it to them. And wouldn't you hate it to lose our freedoms in this country whenever it didn't have to happen? But because we have people who just gone to sleep. And while we sleep, the enemy has sowed its tares. Now, a few things that I wanted to get to you. Look at the intimidation with threat against those who vote against them. This is what they're putting forward as they're going to take and change this country. And they want change in this country. But I got a few thoughts along that line too. Look on the back page, down toward the bottom. And the question I have here is, does black lives matter? Have you heard this statement lately? Anybody heard of black lives matter? They incorporated this, the Black Lives Matter Incorporated. So I had a couple questions that I asked concerning this. The question, does black lives matter? By all that has been done in the name of black lives matter, it is evident that black lives don't matter to them. Black lives does not matter to them. And they're talking about, does black lives matter? Not to them it doesn't. Because you think in reason. Number one, I wrote this down. If black lives matter, shouldn't black babies matter? What have they been doing to black babies? Aborting black babies. Millions and millions of black babies have been murdered. Does black lives matter? Does black babies matter? If black babies don't matter, black lives don't matter. The next statement. Why would you permit them to be aborted? Does the black woman who has these babies, do they matter? Do they matter? I wonder, where is the father that fathered all these babies? If black lives matter, why doesn't this black man marry that black woman and raise that black baby for the honor and the glory of the Lord if black matters? Or it doesn't matter at all. I will not be intimidated because of fear whatever. Look at number two. If black lives matter, why are blacks... In Chicago and other cities killing blacks. Why are blacks killing black if black lives matter? And they're the ones that's doing it. And causing the upheaval. All the murders that goes on. 
It is sickening when you listen to the news at night and you hear what's going on in Oregon and Portland and Minneapolis or up there in Chicago and some of these cities. And it's not stopped and it's going to, it could go into a lot of cities. Whatever's happening in those cities can happen right here in Tampa, Florida. Look at the next statement. If black lives matter, why do you want to help Muslims destroy the only country where whites have fought and died to set you free? Think about that. Remember, they talk about the slave owners. Those slave owners got their slaves from black people and Muslims over in Africa and other countries. They sold them. They sold them. So they had to be a slave before they got on the ship. And they were a slave before they got to America. And when they got to America, it was, yes, it took some time. But it was, it was the white man that fought and set them free. Remember, it was the Ku Klux Klan, it was Democrats that did not want the blacks to have their freedom. But don't they understand that? Don't they know history? Why is it all covered up? Next question. Number four. If black lives matter, why do you allow politicians to manipulate you into serving their purpose of destroying our country? The black lives matter. They are being manipulated. They're being used. But they're taking advantage of every opportunity that the Republican governors will give them to destroy. And because one policeman maybe takes and does something wrong to one person, that's enough to burn and loot and kill and destroy. Because look what he did wrong. Why can't you let that county sheriff, that local governor... Deal with that. And they solve that problem. It's not the rest of the nation's problem to solve it. Why and how does it help all this damage that is being done because of what? One man that did something to a, a, a black man. Let me tell you this. And I go all the way back to 1991. My son was brutally murdered with a hammer. And my son had... Gave him a place to stay. And he took a hammer and took out his face with a claw hammer. And there's, my son had fought for his life and blood all over the walls, all over the room. And I've seen it a thousand times how my son must have fought for his life. But he was murdered. And most people never knew. So I've never said it too much. I don't think I have. He was killed by a black man. And I never took vengeance. I left it to the government. The government gave him four years after he confessed. I thought, I don't see justice in that. But I had made a little video and sent it to the courts, and they played it in court. And I said, you'll never escape the court of divine justice. But I want you to know, and I was talking to the man who had killed my son. I says, I love you because God loves you. And I forgive you because he forgave me. And I says, and I pray that the courts will do all that sin in its power to see that you pay for whatever you've done. But I have no vengeance in my heart toward you, and I don't. The problem is not the color of his skin. It's the content of a person's heart. Somebody said that one time. Martin Luther King, by the way, said that. And it's true. What should I have done? Got me a machine gun or a tank and then killed a thousand people to justify, hey, look what he did to my son. That don't make it right. It won't make it right 
because somebody don't like what somebody else did. That's why we have laws. And yes, sometimes these laws don't work in our favor. Sometimes there's people who don't carry through and execute the way they should. Sometimes government doesn't do the right thing. But you don't destroy a whole nation because of it. We have a means by which we can vote people in and vote people out. And we're supposed to have good people to cause them to be held accountable for their actions and what they do. The next statement. Number five. How does burning, killing, looting, and destroying black businesses help the black person? How does it help them? All right, now you've done all of this. You've burned places down. You've looted. You've killed. You've done this. Wrecked police, police things and tried to defund the police departments. All these things you've done. All right, who has it helped? Who's better off now because of it? Nobody. It only has destroyed. And they're being used and maybe don't see it. So number six. What has the Black Lives Matter Incorporation done to build one life, one family, one city for the better? What city is better off in America because of what they've done? Can you think of one? You ain't going to think of one because it ain't there. Because all they can do is destroy. They don't solve problems. They create problems. Evidently, black lives don't matter to them. And I could say this. White lives don't matter. It's not the color. Lives matter. Every life should matter. Regardless of a person's color. Every life should matter. Number seven. The Democrats have helped Create a Frankenstein that they cannot control. Now the political leaders are definitely afraid to take a stand for they fear retribution for their own lives. Because you realize that if they take a stand against it, they'll threaten them. Because they're already threatening. And people begin to live in fear. Why do you think there's people who are leaving New York and they're leaving Chicago and leaving places up there in Oregon, Seattle. Why? Because there's people who want peace. There's people who want to be just left alone. But there's people who come in and they will destroy. That's all they're about is destroying. And that's coming in our country. I heard this one man who was a SEAL. And he wrote a book. And he made a statement the other night on news. He says, I hate to think that I went all the way over there to the Middle East, and I helped fight a war to come back here and see, is this what I was willing to die for? So that these people could destroy our country. And it breaks the heart of a lot of people to see what's going on. And preachers are quiet because preachers are afraid. Preachers are afraid to say what needs to be said because they don't want to split their church. They don't want to say about, you know, don't say anything about the Democrats. Don't say anything about Republicans. Because, you know, that's a political thing and you can't get into that without offending people. Everything we do deals with politics and religion. You see, religion is what you believe. And politics is how you live. We say that the Bible is our source of rule of faith and practice. Faith, what I believe. Practice, how I live. And I have not yet been able to figure out how a person can be a Democrat... For all the things that the Democrat stands for. And say, I believe the Bible. They don't go together. They don't match. 
I love my freedom. I want to be free, and I want government to leave me alone. And that's supposed to be guaranteed. We are guaranteed a Republican form of government, not a democracy. We're not a democracy. We are a republic. And everybody has rights. And the masses cannot change the right of any individual. The next little statement I have here. Number eight, Republicans and Democrats could coexist for a limited time until the other seeks to totally annihilate the other. You see, if you're a Republican, you want to do away with Democrats. In a peaceful way, you want to outvote them and control our country. Well, the Democrats, that was fine when you had a certain core of belief. But now, see, that core of belief is gone. Now they're taken over by atheists and humanists. And it's totally outside the realm. They don't want God in their platform. They're the one that wants to get Bible out of schools. That's why they want to control our educational system. You see, for 150 years, this country, we didn't have to worry about public education. People taught their own kids. They had private schools, but you could teach your own kids. And even when they started the public school, they had Bibles in the school. They had the little readers that you could, McDuffie, is that the name of it? McDuffie Readers? Huh? That's what I said, McCuffey. <laughs> and, and they would have all this character building stuff in the books. But then, see, slowly by slowly, they got away from that. Now, I'm gonna, let me just show you a little illustration. This is a simple little thing. You can follow this. Let's say, for example, here we are. But all of us on this side of the room over here, you all got married and you each had five kids each. But we got one, two, three, four, five. We got these five right here. Let's say they didn't get married and they didn't have any kids. But they run for office. So now we have these five people who are the experts. They are part of the teachers union and of the association. And they are going to set the rules that determines what your kids learn. Because you're not smart enough to figure this out. Now, just because they got voted in to do this job, what makes them an expert? Have you ever heard every time they have somebody on the interview, they're experts, they're experts, they're experts. Everybody's an expert. Otherwise, they wouldn't have one. You're an expert. What made them an expert? Because they got that leadership and you're an expert. And so we let a few people tell the rest of us how we're supposed to live. And now they want to say, your kids... They can't learn this, and they can't learn this, and they can't learn this, and they can't learn, and they tell you what you can't learn. And then they want to transfer the reading, writing, and arithmetic, and to relate, and record, and reason, and take all of that out of there, so that they can't learn that. And they just want to turn it into a socialized experiment to try to turn those little kids. And all the public schools become little seedbeds for producing little Democrats, because it'll teach them to rely upon government, because that social change... That's humanist educators, and many of the people are manipulated, and most teachers and principals don't even know that they're doing it. I think some of them do, but majority of them. They're just, just trying to do my job, just trying, but there's things they can't do. That's why I started a Christian school in Colorado, because we wanted to teach the kids about the Lord. We believe that the foundation is you know Christ as your Savior, and teach them to know the Lord, and love the Lord, honor your mother and father, and to learn how to pray, and learn to quote Scripture. Know that you, you want to honor God and all the things you're supposed to do that's right. And we could teach them right from wrong. 
You see, they just want to have a dirty gray. They want to teach them a philosophy and turn kids against America. So it's not long before those kids in schools, now they are teenagers and then college age. And you'll see the generations that are coming down the road, they outnumber us. If they ever got them to all to go to the polls and vote, we're done. And our only hope that we'll have left is whether or not are we willing to use the arms to protect our country. Or do we just surrender just as long as I, I get out of here. But we're, we're letting people who don't deserve this country destroy this country because not enough good men or patriots enough that are willing to fight for our country. Because they won't, don't want to offend anybody. We don't make anybody mad. As you can tell, if you've listened to me long enough, I get a little upset. That was my old nature. No. Look at this. Number nine, illustrate with a child's responsibility and purpose of education. Notice the power. Because right now, they're determining whether or not a few people, whether or not they're going to let their kids go to school or not. Whether it's going to be virtual or whether it's going to be in reality, they can go to the classrooms. And here's parents that got kids and they want the kids to learn. But what happens is this. Let's just pretend you own a home. And you got to pay taxes on your home. Everybody pays taxes. But 80% of your taxes go to support the public schools. I didn't know that. Check it out and see how much you're doing. Might be more than that, but it's about that. 80%. And you're going to pay people to teach your kids on how to rebel against you and how to stand against the things you believe in. And the kids will turn against the parents and the parents have to turn against the kids and it destroys the home. Look how rebellious most of the kids are in America today. Do they love their parents, mom and dad? They honor them. They want to do what's right. Or most of them are rebellious. Now, of course, if you let them do everything they want to do, you don't know if they are or not. But see, you find out what your rights are by finding out what are your responsibilities. Okay, here's a little junior. If I know what I'm supposed to teach this kid, I need to find out what does God want him to do and what does God want him to be. So whenever I take the Bible and I find out he is to know he's responsible to God for what he does and his decisions he makes. And he'll reap what he sows and needs to make wise decisions. So I know that I need to have the freedom to teach my child the right thing. Now there's people who don't know the Lord and don't know that then, so they don't care. They just let somebody else do it. Ship off their responsibilities. But there's going to be consequences for that. And so when I know what his, my responsibilities are, I know what to teach because I know what he's supposed to do. I know that if he gets married, he's supposed to do this. I know that if he has children, he's supposed to do that. There's responsibilities. And a person should learn how to take care of their responsibilities. And so you want him to have the freedom to do what he needs to do and fulfill it between him and God. So you want a government that will protect you and secure those rights that you have. You have people fighting for rights that are not right. They talk about the gay rights. There's no such thing as gay rights. Why? Because gay is wrong. If it's wrong, it can't be right. Right? So it's wrong. 
And that's why you have a problem with things called civil rights. There's civil privileges. Like the, we said, we got the right to vote. No, you got a privilege to vote. Because see, if it's government can give you a right, government can take away a right. But the rights that God gave to us, they call it inalienable rights. It means it cannot be taken away from you without violating your right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So that's why we had good, godly men who wrote a constitution that gave us the greatest country in all the world. And here we are on the verge of losing it. And when I came here a few years ago, I told you it won't be long. We're going to have riots in the street. I said it right here from this pulpit. I told you what's coming down the road. And the reason is because I can see it. I can tell you what's going to take place. And I don't like what I see coming. Sooner or later, there's going to be enough people in some place, and they're going to come in to riot and so like that, and there's going to be people that are going to take people's lives because they're going to protect what they think is theirs. And, buddy, you have no idea what an explosion it can cause. And it can happen in any country, in any state. It's all over. There's a lot of these other things that you can read those on your own, but I don't want to belabor the point going over Maybe, maybe more than what I should. But does anybody here have a question? Can you get a microphone just in case somebody... If you have a question you want to ask me, doesn't mean I got all the answers. I'll tell you what I think. And some of it Yankeeology. But I try to base what I believe upon what I know about this book and what I know my responsibilities are. I'm a citizen of two countries. I'm a citizen of heaven, so I got that responsibility. And I'm a citizen of this United States. And just because you become a Christian doesn't mean you relinquish all of your responsibilities concerning this country. Does anybody have any comment you just want to make? Don't have a question. You want to comment? Yeah. All right. I have a question. Why would you think that this uh, civil war would take place instead of a coup? Why do I think a civil war would take place? Yeah, a civil war versus a coup. Well, they've already tried that a coup with Trump. That's exactly what that is, trying to overthrow our government there. But there's a lot of good people in this country that are armed to the teeth. And they're not ready to surrender their gun. And one of the statements, let me just take a minute here and read this here statement from Australia. This is right here on the first page uh, down at the bottom. And here's a report from Australia. In a Facebook post, a resident there stated, I am currently living under this communist rule here in Victoria, Australia. We have stage four restrictions. We cannot leave our homes for more than one hour of exercise a day. Only one person to be at the supermarket a day. We have meat and food shortages. All businesses have been closed. You need papers to travel and attend essential work. You need to pass through multiple police checkpoints to go anywhere. And you must produce your papers to police. We are not offered more than five kilometers from our home, and we have a curfew from 8 p.m. to 5 a.m., $100,000 fine for anyone breaching these rules per person. We have the army and the police going door-to-door checking our homes, and we need help. Now, this is also, they're putting out a curfew in a few other cities here in America about, and they was going to have them have checkpoints. I heard de Blasio this the other day talking about Having checkpoints where you can't come in and you can't go out. That, that's a communist block. That's what they do. And we're setting up the... So remember that when they get certain power, they will not relinquish it. It's just like the government when they can tax you and they give, get a tax. 
they generally never drop the tax. It's always a permanent tax. They want more and more and more and more, and that's what they do. Yes? Along that line, you've mentioned the sheriffs are the most important local arbiters and guardians of the Constitution. Every sheriff has sworn that oath, and he's the highest, highest official in every county in the country. And in many places in the country, sheriffs have made it known they will not enforce what they perceive as illegitimate rules put out by people in elected offices that don't have the power to make such rules. So it's kind of already happened, with, not with the military, but with the sheriffs. Yeah. And you see what happened in some of these cities when the sheriff will not stand up for the Constitution, and they will not even prosecute the people that they do catch. They catch them, and then they release them. And so that just breeds more and more corruption and chaos. Any other, anybody else got any other question you want to ask? All right, let me just close out here. And, but I, I don't know of anybody in here who hasn't trusted Christ as Savior, but I hope that you learn more than anything else that you can have eternal life and know that you're going to heaven when you die. Because that's why I want to keep a country free. Because I want to keep telling people how to go to heaven. I guess I could have a jail ministry, though. But it doesn't seem to be too safe in the jail right now. This hand represents you and me. Wallet represents sin. We all have sin on us. Now, God loves us. Now, he hates our sin, but he loves us. And for us to pay for sin is eternal separation from God. But God loves us, wants us to go to heaven. But to go to heaven, you've got to be perfect. No sin. But none of us are perfect. And so God says you cannot save yourself by your good works. You don't have to go to church to go to heaven. You don't have to give money to go to heaven. And I told a man the other day, I says, you don't have to give any money and join our church. I said, if you come to our church, I said, if they pass the plate, I said, you can take some out. It's for the heathen anyway. He laughed. He thought, I shouldn't have said that, but I did. This hand represents Jesus Christ. He's the Lord. God in the flesh. He came into the world. Why? Because he loves us. He hates our sin, but he loves us. And our sins, see, they separate us from the Lord. So Jesus Christ, who had no sin, didn't have to die. So he took all of our sins, paid for it on the cross, came back from the dead, and said, if we, if we would believe he did it for us, he'd put this payment to our account. Sixty years ago, I believed that Christ died on the cross, paid for my sins. So I have a payment for my sins. So I don't have to pay for my sins. Why? I've got a payment for my sins. Christ paid for my sins. So I don't have to go to hell and pay for my sins. And you can't know you're going there to heaven until you know you can't go to hell. And I can't go to hell. And what about the future? What about all those sins I might commit in the future? He paid for those too. Because he paid for all of my sins 2,000 years ago. And he did it for you too. And all that you have to do is believe he did it for you. And he'll give you as a free gift everlasting life. That's the best news in the world. No tricks to that. Let's pray, shall we? With heads bowed and eyes closed, no one looking around. If you're here and you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, why not right now in the quietness of this moment, just, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I, I got questions, I got doubts, but I believe that when Christ died, I believe he paid for my sins. And I want to trust him right now as my only hope of going to heaven. And friend, God said he loves you so much. He wants you to go to heaven. Don't you want to go? Why don't you settle it right now? Lord, I'm a sinner. Friend, we all are. But I believe, Jesus, you died on that cross for me. Pay for my sins. And I believe it. I accept it. And friend, if you'll do just that much, it's all that you have to do because it's the only thing you can do. It's the only thing you need to do. And if you accept it right now, God saves you right now, gives you eternal life right now. And you can say, when you get up, I'm going to heaven.
because today I trusted Christ as my Savior. If you will do that, would you just let me know by an uplifted hand? Just raise your hand very quickly and put it right back down, and I'll know that it means, yes, I'm trusting Christ as my Savior today. Anyone at all? Anyone at all? Father, we thank you again for your blessings to us. Thank you for this time together. And Lord, I pray that each person can be encouraged as we look to you and to pray for our country, pray for our nation. And pray, Father, for good people to run for office and for good people to get out and vote for them. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Telling someone how to go to heaven is the greatest thing we can do in this life. To prepare you, Pastor Yankee Arnold is offering you his book, Gospel Driven Man, absolutely free. Gospel Driven Man explains in simple steps how to successfully share the gospel. To get your free copy of Gospel Driven Man, write to Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Or email Yankee Arnold at yankee at yankeearnold.com. That's yankee at yankeearnold.com. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you and your family. You may help support this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Friend, one day it will happen. The trumpet will sound and we will be changed caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So live today and every day, believing that the Lord is coming soon, and just keep looking up. Amazing grace amazes me.